It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Aaron Sanchez on the mound making his Astros debut as Malik Smith stands in. And the first pitch of the ball game is taken at the knees for a strike. Get the fastball, the curveball, the slider, and the changeup for Sanchez. Mostly two seamers in his Blue Jay career. I would imagine he'll throw more four seamers. Sanchez coming over from the Toronto Blue Jays on Wednesday along with Joe Biagini and minor league outfielder Cal Stevenson. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Oh, that was a nasty hook. And Smith goes down on strikes. You know, the Astros had a conversation with Sanchez that they didn't want to give him everything yet. Gave him a little bit and said, rely on Maldonado. Go with Maldonado. He knows what we're doing. And I'm sure that's kind of refreshing for him. This is a new page for for Aaron Sanchez. 3-0 Astros lead Seattle as we start the fifth inning. Aaron Sanchez has allowed just two base runners to the first four innings on a hit batter and a walk so far as Astros debut. 0-2. Ground ball tap weakly right side. Coming on the field at Gurriel. He has it underhands to Sanchez who gets the first in time. And it's another 1-2-3 inning for Sanchez who hasn't allowed a hit through the first five. Just set to Tito Narvaez. Curve ball grounded right side into the shift. Altuve down the one knee to field it in the outfield. And he throws to first in plenty of time to get Narvaez. Six no-hit innings for Aaron Sanchez in his Astros debut. Robert, how about Aaron Sanchez? That's a good first impression. AFS. <laughs> Man, what a what a debut. Six no-hit innings. Six-nothing Astros, top of the seventh inning. New pitcher for Houston's Will Harris. Harris having a great year again, a 1.77 ERA. 47th game for Will. Three infielders on the right. Bregman in on the grass at third. First pitch curveball is hit to the right side. Could be two. Altuve to Correa. Correa with a cannon to first double play. And that'll do it for the Mariners here in the seventh. Go to the stretch. Astros with a 7-0 lead over the Mariners as we start the eighth. Seattle still looking for their first hit as Joe Biagini, new pitcher for the Astros in every sense of the word, making his Astros debut 3-1 with a save and a 3.86 ERA in 49 games with the Blue Jays. Big pitch for Biagini. Get back into the dugout and feel good about being part of this team right away. Right-hander comes set, hands away from the body, the 3-2. That's bounced right side, waiting on a Guriel. He's got it, takes it to first himself, and the inning is over. That is eight no-hit innings for Astros pitchers. Ninth inning at Bennett Maid Park. Astros with a 9-0 lead over the Mariners. Aaron Sanchez, Will Harris, Joe Biagini have combined to throw eight no-hit innings tonight. And the fourth Astros pitcher of the night is Chris DeVinci. 3 from Devo. Hit high in the air to right center field. This is playable for Reddick. He's there, makes the catch, and the Astros have thrown a no-header. Aaron Sanchez, Will Harris, Joe Biagini, and Chris Davinsky hold the Mariners to no hits as the Astros win it 9-0. Celebration in the middle of the diamond at Minute Maid Park. 12th no-hitter in Astros history on a night they honored the franchise's best. It was the pitchers who stole the show. It all began with Aaron Sanchez and his Astros debut. First of all, welcome to the club and, and congratulations. And what was kind of going through your mind as you as you got into this ball game? 
Yeah, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me on. Um, what a special night. You know, first first start as a Houston Astro. Yep. Uh, couldn't have been a better better ending to it. Uh, you know, they when I first got here, they, they, they did come kind of go over some things. Uh, wanted to see me throw more four seams, obviously. Uh, Maldi behind the dish was unbelievable. From, from pitch one, uh, kind of made me throw everything. I was throwing them for strikes, so they had to respect that. Then after that, it was just kind of keep them off balance. Uh, you know, fastball's up, fastball's out, fastball's down. Uh, change up off that, played really well. Uh, curveball was was a huge component for me, and they wanted to see me throw more off speed. Uh, so everything everything that they talked about, you know, got when, before I came over here, you know, I tried to implement it right away. I was a little nervous, you know, not knowing how it was going to go because I am predominantly sinker guy. Uh, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> it does work. Aaron, just hang with it. This is Steve Sparks. Uh, uh, I just want to say congratulations, man. What a, what a great first impression. Uh, there's going to be a lot more like this, man. This is a lot of fun here. I want to ask you about the, the health of your finger, uh, the blisters, the, the nails, all that thing. And what pitch in particular gives that the most problem? Yeah, um, you know, for me, it's you kind of never know when it's going to come up, really. Uh -huh. uh, you just kind of got to bear with what, with what you got. Uh, I guess, you know, before I got here, it was always the curveball. Um, okay. Lately, it's kind of been the fastball. So, like I said, you, it, it, a lot of it has to do with, you know, my hands being moist. Right. Uh, friction from the ball. So there's a lot of different things that kind of come into play. Tonight is fine. Um, I, I noticed you looking at your finger. Are you just kind of making sure, or was there something cre creeping in there? For me, it's, I mean, it, because it's always been a constant thing, I always just kind of check in on it. Just make a sure. habit. Yeah, it's kind of just a habit. I try to, you know, as, as much as I can, just not even think about it. But like yeah. I said, I wanted to make sure everything was working at night. You know, first impressions are everything. And, it was, man. And uh, I just wanted to go out there and compete. You know, I know what type of team this is. Uh, offense gave me a really, a really good cushion there in the first to kind of just let me go out there and pitch. And I think that helped a lot. All right, hey, Aaron Sanchez, again, congratulations, and uh, glad you're a Houston Astro. I'd say that even if you hadn't been part of a no-hitter tonight, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros have taken the first two games of this series, including a 9-0 win over the Mariners yesterday, in which the Astros threw a combined no-hitter. Aaron Sanchez, Will Harris, Joe Biagini, Chris Davinsky, Sanchez and Biagini in their Astros debuts. Michael Brantley, three for five with a couple of doubles, drove in four. As the Astros won their third in a row, they've won 13 of 16. Mariners have lost three straight. Astros 72 and 40, first in the AL West, eight and a half games ahead of Oakland and 25 and a half games ahead of the Mariners, who are last in the West with a record of 47 and 66. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros today and Verlander tied for first in the major leagues and wins 14 and 4 first in the American League in ERA and he's four strikeouts away from 200 for the year. Yeah just another Cy Young type campaign for, for Justin Verlander and you got a chance to 
to really put the Seattle Mariners away, go for the sweep, and, and who better to have on the mound than your team's sheriff? I mean, he goes out there and, and has that presence. Uh, he walks off the mound like he's on a red carpet. Uh, but I think anytime the Astros want to win a series, sweep a series, whatever you want, that's the man you want on the hill. Meanwhile, the Mariners have Sam Tuivalala starting. He's the opener. Tommy Malone, left-hander, expected to be the bulk pitcher today. Yeah, so that's going to be a third day in a row that the Astros, who hit very well against lefties, will face a lefty for the bulk of the innings. Malone has relied a lot on his changeup since the All-Star break and has had good success off of that. Uh, he's thrown it more than a third uh, of the time, and most of his strikeouts are coming on that changeup. So. Uh, he probably will have to mix it up a little bit off of that changeup because the Astros can adjust very, very, very quickly. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Astros throwing a combined no-hitter yesterday, scoring nine runs. They've scored 19 runs over the first two games of this series. And now with Justin Verlander on the mound, you almost wonder how they can possibly top what they've done the, the last two days. Yeah, you know, you're starting to see... I don't know, a little separation between the Astros and some of the teams that they're playing right now. And we knew that the softer schedule was coming, but, uh, hey, you still got to go out there and take advantage of those games. They're doing that, and as you do that, you build confidence uh, as the Astros steam along for the next two months. Coming up next, we'll be joined, as we are every Sunday, by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park... Head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. And welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager before the Astros take on the Seattle Mariners. Steve Sparks, he's busy emceeing this uh, alumni home run derby, which is going on as we record this right now. Uh, so he's part of this just in the background. <laughs> but uh, what a night last night, Jeff. A, a no-hitter, uh, Aaron Sanchez, six no-hit innings, and then an inning apiece of, of no-hit baseball from Will Harris, Joe Biagini, and Chris Davinsky. I mean, first of all, it makes you look like the smartest GM on the planet when the two guys you just acquired, Sanchez and Biagini, uh, part of a no-hitter in their first appearance with the club. It was such a special night here. And I don't know if it's harder to do it for one guy or for four guys to do it because yeah. everybody has to be perfect. But it was, it was such a special evening. We knew Sanchez was going to want to prove that, that, you know, justify the trade. And we knew Biagini was going to as well. But Will Harris was excellent. And Devo in the ninth, that was a lot of fun. And obviously the second no-hitter ever at Minute Maid Park, very different than the first one. But the first one also happened when we traded for a player who came right. in and then threw a no-no. So the crowd was really excited last night, especially in the ninth inning. It was electric here. And those are memories that we're going to take away for the rest of our lives, and I'm glad I was a part of it. As a general manager, was there a different feeling for you during the no-hitter yesterday as compared to, you mentioned the Flyers no-hitter in 2015 because that was one pitcher, and I mean, yeah. he was over 130 pitches. Yeah, it's nice when you don't have to stress about the pitch count. Right. Once, uh, once Sanchez came out, I knew he wasn't going to go the distance. and It just didn't make sense. And so once he came out, then it's all just about getting the outs. And right. uh, when, when um, the pop-up happened in the, in the ninth inning, I knew, I knew it was going to happen, and it was so, just so much fun seeing the crowd celebrate and the players celebrate. And the staff got together downstairs and, and popped a little champagne. It was really a great event. And yeah, there's always been a lot of talk about 
what the Astros have been able to do here with various pitchers that have come here, whether it's Colin McHugh or a Charlie Morton, uh, and even a Justin Verlander to a certain extent, Garrett Cole. Uh, but obviously with Sanchez, you got him Wednesday. He started yesterday, and Grinky also coming over on Wednesday. He's starting Tuesday. Is it? Do you not want to overload guys? You want to kind of watch them pitch first, since this is a little different getting them midseason and, yeah. and, and and asking for all these tweaks. Well, both of those players and Biagini also have already had meetings with our staff downstairs, and they're all so curious about what we might do differently than what they've been doing before. So it is a fine balance between overwhelming them with information and 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 making sure that they're focused because they're obviously good pitchers. They've been very successful. Uh, you know, Sanchez, it was a few things that he worked on last night, and he was following the game plan, and, you know, we're just going to keep going that way. And Greinke, I, I, you know, there's not a lot you can do to improve it. Zach Greinke is one of the best pitchers in the game. So he's a real consumer of the information. He seeks it, um, and same thing with Biagini. So it's going to be fun to watch these guys, and we hope all three play an important role the rest of this year. And also, too, I'd have to imagine at this point with the track record of the Astros the last several years that – when pitchers come here, they are seeking that information, yeah. regardless of where they are in their career. Yeah, I mean, they've heard that, that we have information. We've helped guys like Morton and Presley, et cetera. So they want to know, is there anything that I can do? Because everybody wants to get better if they can. All right, so let's, if you can, walk us through the Zach Ranke trade. Yeah. Trade four prospects to Arizona, Seth Beer, Corbin Martin, J.B. Bukowskis, Josh Rojas. It came down to, I've heard, a minute – 30 seconds, two minutes, what, how, how, did that, how did that whole thing come together? Well, really, we didn't start talking to them in earnest about Granky until about 24 hours before the deadline. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time during that 24 hours going back and forth on both money and players. And there was a large period of time on the deadline day where I thought it was dead. So we were working on other things. We were working on the Toronto deal. We were working on Maldonado. And then when about 30 minutes left, it resurfaced. And really, we decided... Uh, the, the sticking point was that last player that we, we didn't want to include Rojas in that deal. We had already made a concession that we would include the other three. Uh, but they stuck to their guns, and they said, without Rojas, we're not doing this deal. And so we figured, okay, uh, if we want Zach Granke here, if we want to put him in this rotation with Verlander and Cole, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to give up this fourth player. And we did it. And then all the paperwork and the medical checks and all of that took us to right about a minute 30 left okay. by the time we submitted all the emails and everything so it was it was close but uh, minute 30 is nothing compared to the Justin Verlander one <laughs> yeah you, you you're a veteran of these and and, it, and it's not a fax anymore right it's 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 all email now and it's it has email. to be time stamped before the uh, was four o'clock eastern time three o'clock central time the deadline on Wednesday correct and both teams have to have uh, approvals on the same email chain and then the commissioner's office because cash was involved had to uh -huh. had to weigh in and you know, teams can't approve it unless they have ownership approval and they have medical clearance and all that. So it, it was complicated, but we got it done. At the same time, we were working on the Fisher deal to get the prospects from the, the three players from Toronto. Uh, fortunately, we had Maldonado done. So, you know, I called AJ about an hour before the deadline. And I said, I think it's just going to be Maldonado. That's it. I don't think we're going to get any of the pitchers. And then I called him with about five minutes to go, and I said, you're not going to believe what you just uh, added to your team. So he was he was pretty happy when he heard it. Joined by Jeff Leno before the Astros wrap up this three-game series against the Seattle Mariners. And we talked about the Diamondbacks, the trade with the Diamondbacks, getting Zach Greinke over here for four prospects. Uh, Josh Rojas, you mentioned, a guy that the Diamondbacks made clear they won in that deal. And he's had a really good year at, at Corpus Christi and Round Rock. And I just saw he's off to a great start over his first couple of games in there with Reno, the Diamondbacks AAA club. But uh, he was a guy, I don't know that too many teams were asking you about him 
coming into this year or, or, or last year. So that's that's kind of a testament to what Rojas has been able to do in the player development. It is. This is a player that nobody asked for him. And this uh, trading season, we had five or six clubs inquire about him. And I think a couple of them thought, oh, maybe we can grab this guy away from the Astros because they don't need him. But um, I think it's, you know, this guy was drafted University of Hawaii. He was not heralded at all. He worked his way through our system pretty quickly. I, our coaches do such a good job in the minor leagues, and they really are the heroes here. I'm not able to trade for any of these guys if I don't have the inventory of players that other teams desire, and it's because our coaches do such a good job getting them ready and preparing them and making them better. Obviously, they play a big role in that too, but it's important to have. Hopefully, we keep having it because I, I plan to keep trading and keep making this team better going forward. Now, the deal with the Blue Jays getting uh, Joe Biagini, Aaron Sanchez, and also minor league outfielder Cal Stevenson for Derek Fisher how did that deal start off? Was it initially a conversation about one of those players and then it morphed into, into more? It was initially a conversation about the starter that they ended up trading to the New York Mets, quite <laughs> honestly. So we had gone back and forth on players, and so we knew what kind of players they liked of us. They, uh -huh. they really felt like Fisher could be an everyday uh, center fielder for them, which I believe he can too. Um, and, and after that uh, first deal didn't work out, we had told them that we had interest in both uh, Sanchez and and Biagini, and we went back and forth, and we got the prospect thrown in, and, and I think it was a fair deal for everybody. They got an everyday center fielder with five years of control, and we got you know Sanchez, which we can hopefully put into our rotation next year, and obviously had a good night last night, and Biagini, who we think is going to be a really good reliever, not just against righties, but lefties, and we picked up a prospect. So our pro scouts did a really good job identifying the players, and uh, i got to give them a lot of credit because they're sort of behind the scenes. They don't get any credit, but these are the guys that make the recommendations to me, and we go out and make the phone calls and get these deals done. With Sanchez, I mean, obviously his performance will dictate what he does, and a very good debut last night, but is a thought that he's going to be in the rotation the rest of this year or maybe move to the bullpen? I think he'll be in the rotation. You know, he's had a history of maybe some blister stuff, so we need to ma manage that. Uh, but we have the luxury we could bring Urquidy back in September and maybe have a little bit of a six-man rotation. We'll have to see. I mean, obviously, we're going to keep Cole and Verlander going on their routine and, and Granke. But, um, it, you know, we're in, a, we're in a good spot right now because come September, let's looking forward to October, where, what role does Sanchez play? What role does Miley play? We have the three guys that we know are going to be game one, two, three starters. You know, maybe Miley's in the bullpen, maybe Sanchez in the bullpen. We've got other options there. So it's going to be fun to see all that come together, and it'll probably be dependent upon who we play. Now, there were plenty of reports before and after the deadline about how you were steadfast that you were not going to trade outfielder Kyle Tucker and you were not going to trade pitcher Forrest Whitley. Whitley's been working his way back. He's going to start, I believe, today for Corpus Christi, getting back up to, to Devil A. Uh, do you worry about maybe those players feeling a little bit more pressure because they know that, hey, the, these are, the, the Astros are really counting on me to to produce at the next level? Well, I hope so. I, you know, they are two players that we think are going to be impactful here beginning next year and maybe even beginning this year. And we didn't trade them for a reason. We really want them here. And we feel like they are going to be really uh, not just like guys, but they're going to be middle of the order guys, top of the rotation type of guys. And, you know, we have to pick and choose which prospects we're willing to let go. And all four, you know, all the guys that we let go that we put in trades, we like a lot. And that's that's just the reality of doing business. You know, we still have a lot of guys, Bielek, we've got a lot of Abreu, we still have a lot of inventory, but we certainly cut into it, and that's what you have to do when you're trying to go, you know, when you're trying to take it back. You, do you have to kind of do that when you go into these discussions before you start making trades, before the trade deadline, kind of go into it with your group or what have you and just kind of 
kind of untouchables, if you will? I mean, everybody yeah. has a price, right? But do you have to kind of go into it knowing, all right, these are guys that we're definitely not going to part with? Well, the way we do it is we rank all of our prospects internally, and, and we know that to get our number one prospect, it's going to take an awful lot. And we never say anybody's untouchable, but the problem is once you start saying that maybe this player could be included, then it sort of anchors the other side, and they don't want to back off of that. So uh, this year we just said, look, we're not moving Tucker or Whitley. You know, we're, we're going to have a really hard time moving Martin and some of the other guys, but at least we'll talk about them depending upon what we get back. Brad Peacock, a rehab appearance, his first yesterday for Round Rock, uh, coming back from a shoulder issue. They gave up five runs in an inning and a third, a home run. Uh, mixed in there, his first time out. What, what are the reports that you, you heard about Peacock? It's really all about how he feels, and we don't look at the line at all when they're doing their rehab. It's kind of like the first outing of spring training. So um, we'll know more today because usually it's the next day where Brad feels either really good or, or maybe feels a little discomfort. So I haven't heard the report yet, but just happy he's out uh, rehabbing. And, and quite frankly, now that we have Sanchez and Biagini here, we don't have a lot of pressure to get these guys back in the month of August. They can take their time as long as they're back and, and ready to contribute in September. And, and, you know, we think Peacock's a guy that can really get some big outs for us in the playoffs. Ryan Presley threw uh, off the off the main mound here earlier today. I don't know if you call it a bullpen or sim game or what have you, but obviously a good step for him working his way back from that knee issue that has plagued him even before he went on the I.L. this past week. What's the next step for Presley? Well, we, you know, we're looking at possibly activating him uh, during this uh, upcoming series against Colorado. So if that's uh, that'd be the best case scenario, assuming he feels well, maybe either Tuesday or Wednesday and then and then back at it. If for some reason he has any sort of setback, then it probably means a rehab assignment. So it'll probably be more like a week. But we're hoping he's back here. Such a big part of our team. Fortunately, the injury is a you know, lower body injury. It's, it, it's, it's going to be fine once he gets back, but we just need to make sure he's 100%. Because people don't realize how much your lower half affects your arm and your ability to command your pitches and, and really put strength behind your throw. So uh, we're hoping he's back 100%. So far, it looks good. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.